The Gophers have a new defensive coordinator. We're diving into all the thoughts along with new transfer portal ads and a couple more we still need all on Locked On Golden Gophers. You are no Locked On Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden out, Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. And today we've got some big news on this Monday and Golden Gophers get their new defensive coordinator. I was telling y'all it's going to happen before that, that convention coming up on the 7th through the 10th. At some point, maybe in the middle of it, well, in the middle of it, it is. Today is the 8th, so they maybe got to get a little more talking happening with the AFCA convention. But the Gophers get their guy in Corey Heatherman, Rutgers uh, assistant coach last year, linebackers coach, went hand-in-hand with Harris Simiak who the Gophers maybe had as an option or want. And then he signs an extension with Rutgers to stay longer. So if you really want to go to that, that well, if you really want to have that scheme, why not get the right hand man that we talked about on some of the predictions or some of the thoughts on the defensive coordinator position. We said either the Gophers need to go aggressive after a G five FCS star in the making on the rise, try to get on it before they get to the P five level or You'd probably have to go with a right-hand man to a power five uh, defensive coordinator currently due to financials, due to all sorts of things. But those were one of the two routes you'd probably have to go. Well, they end up going with the right-hand man and they pick the Rutgers program as the program that they want that right-hand man from. Now, it shouldn't be too much of a surprise because we know Coach Fleck has ties to the Shiano tree, and then Harris Simiak was with the Gophers. Now he's with Rutgers, and all of a sudden we're bringing back uh, Heatherman to back to Minnesota. It feels like we're going back and forth because they got Harris Simiak from Minnesota. They got Kirk Shiraka from Minnesota. Joe Rossi was at once in that Rutgers system as well. So overall, lots of ties between Minnesota, between Rutgers, between Shiano and Fleck. It all goes hand in hand, which comes as no surprise for this addition then when you think about it in that way. Now, when I first saw the name, I'm not going to lie to you. I thought it was a little safe. I thought it was a little disappointing, but I've come around a little bit more as far as I think it still could work out for the Gophers' favor after doing some more research. Now, like I said, he's been Harris Simiak's right-hand man for the last two years with Rutgers. Now, he will have familiarity with the Minnesota defensive style that they've had in the successful years of 2020 and 2021 and 2022. He, he'll he have a good feel for that. He'll have the foundations of that defense and how they like to play while also bringing new flavors, new elements, new wrinkles to his his and put his stamp on this defense and what he would change. And hopefully those little elements, those little stamps will be what takes the Gophers from good to great. Now, on top of that, he is a linebackers coach. So you have fill that vacancy that coach Joe Rossi left behind. You don't have to shake up the room at all. Everybody gets to continue coaching their preferred positions. 
And so overall, I think that works out well, but he has coached on the defensive line as well. So he has some experience. He has some vast knowledge across the entire defense. Now, I was more impressed with his time at JMU as a defensive coordinator, but he has also been a great part of a great Rutgers defense over the last year or two. Now, on top of that, he's been a defensive coordinator before. He's done play calling before, so this isn't a foreign thing to him. He is well immersed in it now. It might have been at a lower level, but he did it at an elite level at that lower level. You're talking about Maine and you're talking about JMU, both of them FCS programs at the time he was coaching there and he was the defensive coordinator, but he turned both of those programs into some powerhouses when it came to the defensive front. And now on top of that, what's interesting with, uh, Coach Heatherman is overall, he was a quarterback in college. So he's got a little bit of knowledge, some IQ on the opposite side of the ball. But his story of getting to the defense is actually extremely interesting to me. I heard him in an interview at the AFCA convention last year. So this time, one year ago, he talked a little bit about how he was applying to be a GA or a quarterback coach intern, basically, for a program. They said they wanted him to get more involved in defense, understand the concepts and the intricacies of the defense, and to get immersed into that before they would bring him on as a quarterback's coach for their program. But once he did that, they would have a spot for him. Now, of course, of course, once he did that, they didn't have a spot for him because coaching is a fickle, fickle beast, and it doesn't work like that. But at the same time, he put his all into going to coach at Springfield and all of a sudden he's diving into the defense. He's trying to get immersed into it. He doesn't speak the language. So he's over there memorizing and he's getting into the concepts in year one and really becoming a student of the game all over again from a complete different aspect, having never made a tackle, having never played defense. Now he had to understand the defense, but not in the same manners. So he took this whole task on acting like I need to learn it. Like I would play it. I need to learn it so in-depthly, not only to be able to coach it and teach it to others, but to understand the exact reasons of why we do things, why the little details, why this matters. And in that first year, he was swimming. He was drowning. He was just barely hanging on. But then he put in so much work that he was excited for year two because he had it under his belt a little bit and he felt more relaxed and comfortable and was able to get into the groove of things. But I think it's a super interesting way for a coach to get immersed into that. And ever since he has been on that side of the ball, he has not looked back. He has fully gone into the defensive side of things, and that's where he has grown over the years in his coaching. And I think that might have elevated his career, just having to go in-depth for that understanding and having to basically outwork, reteach, retrain, and understand every concept rather than falling back on what you're used to, having played quarterback, having been on the offensive side of things, but taking the perspective you have and reshaping and relearning and putting it all together in a full picture, I think that's what helped coach Corey Heatherman become successful quickly as an assistant coach. Now, on top of that, you have someone who talks about wanting to really be understanding and be in line with the terminology of the defenses that he's running with the communication, the teaching of progressions and wanting to be one culture and one unit 
across the board. I think that it goes hand in hand with what Coach Fleck and staff want to happen with this defense. So it should be a mutually beneficial relationship there. Now, he also was a part of the AFCA 35 under 35 coaches recognitions and was the AFCA FCS assistant coach of the year, which is unique because it's voted on by the coaches. So other coaches are like, you know what? This dude gave us troubles. This dude put them on the map. This dude earned this recognition. And that's what he got in 2021 as being voted by his fellow coaches as the assistant coach of the year of the FCS. Now, if you look at the statistics of Rutgers last year, again, this is Harris Simiak's defense, but he says right-hand man, he was definitely helping and he was uh, making those special concoctions with Harris Simiak. Now they were the 10th team in the nation when it came to pass defense and 16th team in total defense in the entire nation. Those two numbers pop off and that's something this Gophers team really needs having struggled a ton in the passing game defensively last season. But rush defense, it's given them some troubles over the years. They're 42nd this year in rush defense. Not terrible, still top 50, but room for improvement. And if you remember when the Gophers played Rutgers in 2022, that was how we ripped them apart. That is how the Gophers got a large win against Rutgers was ground and pound. So we're going to have to find a way to shore that up, but I think it will come in due time, especially having Coach Debo, who has been a part of helping this Gophers defense do pretty well with the rush defense last year, even though they had some lapses in the back half of the season. But then 32nd in scoring defense. So those are the major statistics. Not too bad. All in the top 45 in the nation. Most of them in the top uh, around top 30 in the nation. So overall, that Rutgers defense was nice. It was promising, and he clearly contributed in a very similar system, which means there won't be great waves of change when it comes to this Minnesota defense. Now, maybe that's a good thing because they have shown to be a pretty strong defense in the last three of the last four years. But at the same time, you don't want to be stuck in your ways if the rest of the landscape is changing. So we'll see how it all shakes out there. One thing I did have slight concern on last year, Rutgers was the 65th defense and third down defenses last season, but it's still far better than Minnesota. That was 120th. Now when Minnesota was elite, when Minnesota was having some of the best defenses, top 20 defenses in the country with Joe Rossi at times, they were always a lockdown third down defense that needs to be the bread and butter and they have to find ways to get back to it so you see 65th and you get a little concerned but at the same time if you flip to his time at jmu he had uh led a t defense that was a total defense in his first year with being the third total defense in the entire country and on top of that oh let me get that right he led a total defense. He led the entire country in total defense in his first year as the defensive coordinator for JMU. And he was third in third down defense. So he has had some elite third down defenses in the past. Now, also the year that he won the AFCA coach of assistant coach of the year, he was second ranked defense in the nation, first in turnovers and fifth in third down defense. So he has had some success there. He understands the importance. So hopefully that brings back to the top for this Minnesota run. Now, he also had defenses that were ranked in the top 10 in total defense and scoring defense and total defense each year that he was the defensive coordinator there. He also was the DC over at Maine. He had three seasons as the defensive coordinator with Maine, turned them into a defensive powerhouse at the FCS level, first in rushing defense, second in sacks in the entire FCS. And on top of that, he had two All-Americans in that short span. So there's a lot of promise. There's a lot of hope. But 
There's a lot of predicting. We'll see if it translates well in his run with the Gophers as the defensive coordinator, but the Gophers got their guy and we need to know how it's all going to look. So I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit more as we go throughout the week, but we need to talk about some portal additions because the Gophers got three new players coming in and a couple others that decommitted. We're going to jump into those coming up next. First, I got to talk to you about our friends over at FanDuel because right now the NFL season is wrapping up. It is almost time for the Super Bowl. Can you believe that? It is flying up on us. And America's number one sportsbook is FanDuel where they got you covered to get in on the action. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Win or lose, it doesn't matter. If you're having a tough go and you want to put a, a bet, $5 bet down on this NCAA championship, regardless of if you get it right, you will get $150 in bonus bets. So you can definitely check it out. Download the FanDuel app today. The app is super easy to use in so many different ways. And you can look at live same game parlays. You can find bets within the new Explore tab. And on top of that, there's so much more from spreads to player props and so much. So fanduel.com slash locked on today. Go check it out. Again, that's fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of Locked On. All right, Govers fans, let's talk about these new portal additions. We're going to keep this one a little brief, just touching on the new players. But the first one is a very exciting one, if not for the namesake alone. But I have high or high hopes for his potential and upside as well. And that is wide receiver coming from Penn State, Christian Driver. Now you think to yourself, oh, Driver, Driver. Nah, couldn't be. Couldn't be. This is Minnesota, right? He can't be in relation to the Green Bay Packers, Donald Driver. But it is. It's his son, Donald Driver, NFL great, father, and one of my all-time favorite Packer players. In fact, my favorite Packer player all-time, Donald Driver. This is his son, Christian Driver, came into the college football landscape as a recruit, four-star kid, looking at the defensive back position, super athletic kid. Um, but on top of that, he went to Penn State as a defensive back. Now he switched to wide receiver in the 23 season. He wasn't in the consistent rotation with those receivers, ended up making his name into the transfer portal. Now he is a solid athlete, high upside, and has extreme I would say promise in the areas of change of direction, which can be huge for the Gophers because hopefully he can separate. Hopefully he can be a creative route runner, which will be a welcome addition, especially because we only have one more year of eligibility with Daniel Jackson. Now that is his bread and butter. So hopefully Christian driver can work one on one and one with Daniel Jackson because he has three years of eligibility left. So hopefully he can contribute right away and be able to contribute to this wide receiver room. But if anything, Hopefully he can develop with Daniel Jackson and really take it to the next level and not only working with his pops, but also working with the guy who has been doing it and progressing each and every season within the Big Ten and was a top three receiver in the Big Ten the last season. Now, on top of that, we've got a quarterback that should be able to get it done more efficiently in the passing game, which should 
help the receivers find more production. Now, we'll see if that all comes to fruition. That's why we say should. But it is a very exciting player in Christian Driver coming from Penn, Penn State. Now, he's not the only receiver that committed in the last few days. Jalen Varner also committed. He also started out as a defensive back with Missouri, ended up in the transfer portal, goes Division two at Emporia State and as a wide receiver. So he makes the change when he makes the leap to the division division. I keep doing that division two. And all of a sudden you're looking at COVID happens when he transfers to division two and they don't have a season in 2020. So he didn't start playing again until 2021. He played at Emporia state from 21 to 23 and he progressed every single year, year over year. Now in 21, he had 428 yards and four touchdowns. Not too bad, especially just coming off of COVID and everything like that. You go to 22, all of a sudden he's got 541 yards. So it's uptick about a hundred yards, but 10 touchdowns. So he more than doubled his touchdown numbers. And then you look at 23 where he popped off for a thousand eight yards and 12 touchdowns, still improving on the 10 to 12 touchdowns. That is great to see in its own right. Now his offer list in the portal included some G fives like Tulane, Western Kentucky, Georgia Southern UAB and more. And he also had, another power five offer i want to put quotes around that because the pac-12 is gone and washington state was one of the teams that got left behind so washington state was the only other power five offer i saw from his list of offers from that transfer portal so it'll be interesting to see did he pick the gophers for the right reasons system fit skill set how he fits within it all, uh, the coaches and having a bond with them, the program and all of that, or did he just pick it because it was the highest rated offer, which some of the, these players out here can end up doing because maybe they didn't have the looks that they wanted when they were coming up through recruiting and this was their opportunity and things like that. I get wanting to have the big namesakes, but in the end, if your goal is the NFL, if your goal is to take it to the next level, the professionals, even if it's the UFL, you have to get to the right system fit to keep that translating at the next level. So hopefully Jalen Varner picked the Gophers for the scheme fit and the right reasons as opposed to it being his higher or highest offer from the transfer offers. Otherwise, I wouldn't be surprised to see another decommit in this flippy floppy portal year that is happening for the Gophers. The last name I want to bring up is Marcus Major, running back from Oklahoma. It's a promising addition, in my opinion, because it really replaces that Trent Howland uh, decommitment that we got. He committed from Indiana, then all of a sudden he decommits, he goes back to Indiana. But this fits that exact same role. Marcus Major is a big running back, I believe six foot, six foot one, 220 pounds. So he's more of that bruiser back. He can be your goal line cleanup type guy. And that is something this Gophers running back room doesn't have. They have a lot of shifty players. They have a lot of patient players. They have a lot of good vision players, but they don't have someone that can just truck you through on a third and one, fourth and one. I mean, Darius Taylor can get it done, but that's also not the position you always want to put him in because those are the situations where maybe if your body isn't built for it, you can get into injury concerns so now we've got a guy who's more of a cleanup guy a big hitter guy a, a bruising back in Marcus Major coming from Oklahoma which is again a school that people recognize sometimes can maybe be seen as a blue blood but maybe on the verge of a blue blood not quite a blue blood but still still a welcomed running back. It should be a great addition to this running back room and for this Gophers offense moving forward. So hopefully they can keep all three of these guys committed and getting ready to go into the spring session. And again, 
welcome additions for the Minnesota program. We'll keep you posted on any other additions that will be happening because I'm sure there will be a few more. And you can always make sure you find out about those new additions here at Locked On Golden Gophers. You can talk about it in the comments below. Give us your thoughts. Give us your opinions. Give us what you like, what you dislike, what we still need. Drop them all in the comments over on YouTube. But I want to talk about some positions that Minnesota still needs. So if you want to give your thoughts, definitely let me know below. But we're going to dive into what I'm thinking with that coming up next. First, let's talk to you about our friends over at Jay's Case, because you know what? I know that we come to sports to escape some of the crazy realities of life, but can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life? Because according to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right now in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. And that's scary. I can't imagine feeling more helpless than I would if my significant other, my wife, or my, my friends, my kids, if any of them got sick while supply chain issues kept them from life-saving medication that they needed. So thankfully, you'll be okay because the Jace Medical and the Jace case that they've got going on. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses like UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. And this stuff could really happen to any of us. So visit jacemedical.com and complete a physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today, so go to jacemedical.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. Again, jacemedical.com, use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your order. All right, Govers fans, we're keeping this third segment kind of short and sweet, but thoughts on what positions Minnesota could use some more additions, whether it be from the portal, well, probably from the portal. I don't know how else you'd get additions for the next year because unless you go to your February signing day and add some more younger recruits that are maybe on the up and up, but I think most likely it's probably the portal. Now, priority number one is going to be quarterback, plain and simple, because if you haven't heard yet, Logan Fife, the Transfer from Fresno State that was very likely to be the quarterback two for the Gophers decommitted. Uh, I don't know if it was strange. People were looking into his all caps on the word decommit. I'm not. I'm not nitpicking over things like that. I think maybe he wasn't being as honest with himself as the rest of us fans and even the staff seemed to have been with him not being the quarterback one for this next season. That is going to be Max Brosmer's to have or to take. He's going to get the first looks as a QB1 plain and simple. And I think the Gophers were pretty clear with that, even based on reading some of the interviews that Fife had, he had mentioned that Max Brosmer is going to get the first looks, but he could compete for that jump number one job. But the key word is compete. You got to go out there and get it. And you know what? Maybe he learned real quick in those practices for the bowl game that Max Brosmer is the truth and he's ready to do this thing. That's what I hope is what he learned. But regardless, best of wishes to him looking for his next spot. I would guess that it's probably going to be a G5 look where he can look to try and start right away. But on the flip side, the Gophers need a quarterback, plain and simple, because you've got Max Brosmer, who's got one year of eligibility left. You've got Drake Lindsey coming in from the 2024 class, true freshman. You're not going to want to put a true freshman on the field. You've got Max Chikinjansky, who is a walk-on true freshman from last year, will be a redshirt freshman this upcoming season. And that's your quarterback room. And that's not enough. Having two scholarship quarterbacks on your quarterback roster in your room 
is not enough in this new college landscape because injuries happen, crazy things happen, and you need to be prepared. You probably need about four quarterbacks that are on scholarship to be able to have a successful room, to be able to be prepared for injuries, to be able to not miss too much of a beat if someone goes down. But the Gophers only have two right now, and one hasn't ever played a lick of college football. In fact, two of them have not played a lick of college football, and the other one is coming from a lower division. Now, I think Max Brosmer is going to be the truth. I think the quarterback coaches that he works with will have him right and then some. He works with NFL talents, around NFL talents often, and I don't think he's going to be a deer in the headlights when it comes to jumping up to a new level, plain and simple. I don't care what you hear out there from fantasy football guys or anything of the sort, other media analysts that might be talking it down because it's FCS. Max Brosmer, I think, is going to ball out, and there's a reason he was a finalist for the Walter Payton Award, the Heisman of the FCS. In fact, he finished second in that award race. Max Brosmer is going to be fine. Drake Lindsay could be the future, but how do you step up and get more guys into this room? You're probably looking at uh, someone who was a backup in the P5 level or someone who is younger, who you can maybe entice them to want to compete for the job once Brosmer has gone between them and Drake Lindsay and see who can win the battle. I would have loved Zeon Chris. We played him. He was with the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. I know Coach Fleck was nothing but complimentary towards him after the game and even pre prepping for the game mentioned how athletic he was, how special he was. And honestly, he's probably one of the better quarterbacks we watched this season that the Gophers played against. Now, he went and committed to Houston, and the timing of it all is weird because the Gophers got two quarterbacks in, then he hits the portal, and I was like, man, I think if he would have hit the portal earlier, the Gophers might have called. And then he commits to his new school and five leaves, and all of a sudden the Gophers need a quarterback. Just crazy timing, but regardless, I think the Gophers will probably look for someone that's been in a Power 5 situation, whether it's a backup who's looking to still get a shot or looking to be that number one first backup and have a shot in case of injury, but has been able to hold their own. I don't know what you're looking at there, but I think that's what the Gophers attack in the quarterback landscape. Maybe I'll have some more names for you on that later this week, but the other two positions Positions that I think Minnesota will try to attack is the defensive line because they've already tried to add not only Quindario who ended up decommitting, but they also had uh, Jordan Garad who also ended up decommitting. So the Gophers clearly want to add more bodies on this defensive line. In fact, they even had Eddie Tuosum who was an edge rusher who ended up decommitting. So we had three defensive linemen that have committed and decommitted since. So it's clear the Gophers are going to look for more depth on this defensive line, and they clearly need it. On the interior, to pair with Devin Eastern, Darnell Jeffries, Jalen Logan Redding, you need another guy in there to help you with that rotation. And then you've got young guys coming up like Martin Owusu, like Theo and Randall. I, I have high promise for those guys, but you want to make sure you don't have to rush them onto the field. But then on the outside, on the edge rush, Chris Collins is no longer with us. He played a big role this season for the Gophers. They need someone to step into that role. On top of that, you're going to want some more fresh legs that can bring difference making upside on the edge rush position. So the Gophers need about two to three more defensive linemen, plain and simple. Then you go to the linebacker position. Now they can probably use some more depth here in my opinion, but you also have a new defensive coordinator coming in who is a linebacker's coach. So maybe he has some relationships that are still out there that he was building with his squad over at Rutgers that he had a good connection with. It wasn't all about the program, but they wanted to play for 
him and Harris Simiak and their style. Well, if he had a good relationship and wanted him to be his position coach, then maybe said linebacker could come this way, whether it be a late recruit in the 24 class, whether it be somebody in the transfer portal, but I could see the Gophers adding another linebacker to fit the preferred system coming with this new defensive coordinator. Again, a similar system, but maybe he needs a little bit something that this team right now doesn't currently have maybe something to bring a little bit more flair to it depending on what he's looking for in that linebacker's room now we definitely saw that happen with joe rossi he went to michigan state brady pretzloff goes with now it helps that pretzloff was also home to michigan he's from michigan so that kind of went hand in hand with each other maybe if rossi goes to pittsburgh we're not looking at the same thing so overall it's definitely hard to tell but the last position i would say minnesota maybe could take a look at is the center position now brett carroll's coming in he has high promise you've got uh cade mcconnell who has been with the Gophers, I believe, for the past two seasons now. And he's been training and taking set center snaps. I think I heard Jerome Williams was also getting some center looks as well. So they're going to have a really young center room and some potential in that room. But do they feel comfortable having four returning starters and a brand new face to the center? That's a major question for the Gophers. Maybe they look at a grad transfer or maybe they run it with a young guy and they say, you know what, you're going to be the building block along with Greg Johnson and we're going to make it happen. That's definitely something to keep an eye on, but that's going to wrap it for us on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to hit subscribe, like, comment, let others know about the show, and let's keep building this Gophers community. I appreciate y'all, and we're going to keep going with more Gophers talk. Now, we're going to talk about basketball tomorrow. They've got two in a row when it comes to Big Ten wins, and you'll love to see it, but can they keep the streak going with Indiana? We'll talk about that this week and more. Row the boat, sky you ma, go Gophers, and as always, don't forget to subscribe.